All right, we are live. So, um, welcome everybody. Uh, we'll kind of jump right in. So, uh, we're here with Jamal. He is a BJJ black belt, uh, and he is in New Jersey. Um, Jamal, go ahead and just kind of quick background. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jamal Patterson. So I have, I have a gym in Union, New Jersey. I've been teaching off and on, well, not off and on, on since 2012. I've been in my new facility for about a year and a half, uh, specializing in things like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, kickboxing. Don't really have much of a kids program now. Uh, I'm trying to survive without a kids program, and it's going well <laughs> so far. Uh, and um, that's it. You know, my before this, uh, I was a corporate guy. I was working uh, in medical sales, um, and uh, I started my martial arts journey right out of college. Tip me you not know, one of those things. I played football at Colgate University, and I was done. I was just walking around the street like everybody else when I wasn't used to it. So <laughs> uh, tired of lifting weights, and uh, I just stepped into uh, a gym in Manhattan. Then I got transferred to Chicago for my job and started training at Carlson Gracie School for a year. And then I got transferred back to New York. And then I was lucky enough to train with Henzo, uh, Henzo Gracie, who I got my black belt from in 2005, um, which was, which, you know, was cool. It was, it's a nice accomplishment. I think I'm one of his first, I think one of his top 10 American black belts. And I'm his first, yeah, and I'm his first African American black belt, so that's kind of cool. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I was kind of saying, like, kind of before we went live, uh, you know, I was I was reading through some of your your background that I didn't know, like some pretty good MMA career. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I fought professionally. It was kind of one of these things uh, when the UFCs came out. I was in college, and I remember watching it, and my father being like, "You know, Jamal, you know, you could be good at this." Because I was a wrestler. I was uh, I was a high school. I was a New Jersey State finalist, and I was an All American in high school. And then I went off to play football. So when I was done, you know, I always had that itch. I missed wrestling. You know, I, my 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 friends were wrestlers. My business partner now is a wrestler, and um, and the UFC started, and I started watching it. And you know, I was like, let me like it. And my dad, my dad asked me, like, Jamal, you'd be good at this stuff, you know. <laughs> and then fast forward years later, I find myself in the city, and I'm just, you know, I went into it because you know I was working a full time corporate job, so. I didn't think, uh, I wasn't thinking, I, I won't, that's not true. I did in the back of my head and was like, I'm gonna step in that ring, but I just didn't let anybody know. Yeah. Uh, and then I slowly started training and then it kind of you know took its life over. So I started training and then I got really big in the grappling world. And at the time I was one of the top you know guys in, the, in, the, in, in, in like grappling, I fought in Abu Dhabi. And then Henzo, uh, uh, the IFL started, which was like the International Fight League. And uh, Hanzo asked me to jump in that league, which was which was fun. It was cool, you know. It was one of those leagues that were right into the UFC. You know, I fought a bunch of UFC veterans, and then uh, you know I just started getting older. You know, I didn't really start fighting until I was in my early 30s, 32, 33. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so I you know I got I, I fought for a quick time, and you know I fought some tough competition in that in that short amount of time. And then I just started getting, you know, started timing out. I realized I didn't have that fire to fight anymore. And then I just kind of switched gears into coaching. And then coaching, I got lucky right away. I coached some some really tough people. I had a girl, Caitlin Chukagan, 
who who is like now the number two, I think, but she fought for the title. Um, and then I was, you know, I was in Edson Barboza's corner. I, I know, you know, I was, I worked, I worked a lot of camps. Uh, I had Sajara Eubanks underneath me, David Branch, Liam McGeary, a whole bunch of guys that were uh, training with me at some point. And then recently I kind of got away from it a little bit. And I just want to, you know, focus on building my business. And I started realizing that, yeah, you know, it's fun working with the fighters, but I don't realize the bigger impact I make on my regular members, the guy that, you know, never trained before, the guy that's brand new to the sport, a guy who'd had no self-confidence. And now all of a sudden he's picking up girlfriends and he's, you know, so I have people that met each other at my gym and have gotten married. And, and you know, a guy that when we walked in there was like afraid to walk into the gym and now he's got all this confidence. So when I look at that stuff down the road, I sometimes feel like that's more important than, than the other things that I was doing. Yeah, and, and like you said, uh, you know, uh, MMA is a hard way to make a living. So, like, <laughs> you know, I would, I would not suggest anyone into it anymore. Yeah, not if not fighting or coaching. Like, you you have to kind of get that that one or two standouts that are going to make good money, and and then you can maybe make a decent living. But man, uh, coaching MMA is is really difficult. Like you said, you got a lot of people in and out of the door that don't last, and. The ones that do last a lot of times are hard to deal with. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another thing too is like, I, it's really hard for me to tell somebody now that I'm, I'm older, you know, I'm 46. So now it's, and I look back on, on life, it's very hard for me to tell someone that stopped their lives for 15 years. It could take 10 to 15 years to try and fight in an event like a UFC event and then when you look at what these guys are getting paid, it's like they're not going to be set up for the rest of their lives. And it's really hard for me to tell. And I told my guys before, guys come to me all the time, oh, I want to fight. And I'm like, don't do it. And they're like, <laughs> what do you mean? And I'm not and I'm not trying to crush your dreams, but yep. I, I know reality. And, you know, I talked to a local promoter around here. They, they run a show called CFFC, one of the biggest local promotions around here. Uh, they have a lot of guys that are in the UFC. And I, and I said to the promoter, I was like, let me ask you a question. All of those guys that you had that go into UFC, which any of them rich? Any of them have money? No. Maybe Paul. Paul. Yeah, Paul, Felder, 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 one. yeah, Felder. Yeah. But, you know, it's because he had an interviewing career. But yeah, <laughs> but if it wasn't for that, yeah, you know, he, he would, he'd be struggling too. These guys are fighting for $200,000 a fight, which is a lot of money, but not in the long run. No. Anthony's doing pretty well too from there. Um, which one? Uh, what is it, Anthony Smith? Oh um, yeah, yeah, but still, even him, like, what's yeah, he exactly. Like, I've seen these contracts; they're not as big as you think <laughs> they are. Yeah, it's not life changing money. No, <laughs> no, no, it's enough money to give you a little tease, and then you realize that the reality hits you in the back of the head. Yeah. Um, so you kind of talked about a little bit your target audience right now. So you kind of have focused back on running the academy and running running the gym like right now you're kind of more on adults you're not messing with kids too much uh what were what were kind of like some challenges that you faced um kind of running the business like when you when you made that transition so uh for me you know it was you know i came from a corporate sales background so um it was easy for me to kind of get into it and get things running right away and at the time my name was kind of hot but you know then as you start to grow, you start getting to certain marks that you can't get over, you know, and uh, a lot of it was just kind of getting organized, making sure I put all my efforts into it because I wasn't really putting all my effort into it originally. 
And then, uh, you know, I kind of had to start switching gears and start refocusing on just running a business, running a business the right way. Uh, once I started doing that, things started to grow. And then obviously, you know, more recently working with you guys, uh, with Academy Kings, um, you guys are giving me more direction. And I, and I think I was making a lot of mistakes in terms of not looking out of the box. You know, I think throughout your, what I've learned, and I've had to learn this from my sister, you know, my sister's a, is a business consultant in her field. Um, and, you know, my family's very successful. Like my brother's, uh, my brother's a director of sales for a large medical company. My other sister's in corporate real estate. My, my uh, brother was a hedge fund guy. So like they, and, you know, so they're all super successful. And I had to take a step back and like listen to them a little bit. And, and, and the coaching thing I think is super important because you can get stuck in that, like I'm paying bills, I'm teaching, I'm gonna yeah. do this, I have to do that. And you don't look outside the framework of what you're doing and all it's gonna do is kind of limit your growth. And I think I got to that point where I was hitting a number and I couldn't get past it. And I finally had to sit back and say, okay, Jamal, like let the reins down, like start taking in more information. Um, you know, you gotta keep learning, you gotta keep growing. And then once I did that, you know, things started kind of picking up for me. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think, I think we all kind of get stuck in our own mind and in our own business, like all the time. Um, so it's like you said, sometimes you have to sit back and look at the business as like something else versus like being inside of it. Cause then like you said, you know, you're paying bills, you're cleaning the academy, you're doing this, you're doing that. And, yeah. You're looking at it through a microscope and not looking at that. Like that. Google yeah. Map. You, you, you never look at like the growth and how to grow it and, and what, what next to do. Um, so what, so I guess what, what would be like the hardest part about getting new students or, or kind of growing you think? Uh, so for me, you know, there's always the two things is getting new people in the door and retention, right? Those are always the big, the big ones. You know, we're still working on a retention model. Uh, my thing with bringing new students is I was just very inconsistent. You know, there was a lot of stuff I was throwing against the wall until recently that, you know, one day I'd have one month I'd have five signups, another month I'd have 20 signups, you know, and it, it just wasn't consistent. I didn't have like a consistent plan. Um, I was figuring it out, you know, and right now the whole market and social media, everything changed so much drastically in the last three years, it's trying to keep up with it and trying to see what am I doing right and what am I doing wrong. And a lot of it was, you know, spending money in places that probably not the right places to spend money. So, you know, being able to work with like you guys in Academy Kings, you guys have already gone out there and made those mistakes, you know, and well, you know, I'm, and a lot of those mistakes you deliberately make because you want to learn to kind of bring it out to us. And it's helped a lot because it's been able to help me narrow my focus and just worry about bringing, you know, getting that front end. And a lot of the stuff that you guys, that we learned, stuff that I know, you know, stuff that I heard of, but it's just good to be, have it reinforced. And like, you know, getting that, like, like for example, the last couple of weeks, you know, I didn't jump on that weekly call. And I'm like, Jamal, I gotta get back on that fucking weekly call. Even if I don't get anything from it that day, it just makes me like on, on that, the next day, like, okay, let me sit down and get off, bang out all my paperwork. Let me like fix, let me adjust my pricing. Let me do this. Let me do that. Because what happens is if you don't, some days you just sit back and like you do something. Oh, yeah, I need to up my prices. And the next thing you know, a year later, your fucking prices are still the same. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I think uh, that's a huge thing. I think just being around that group that's like, you know, it's like it's like fighting. It's like jujitsu. If you're around people that are that are mind, like minded, thinking like I want to get better, I want to I want to grow my business, I want to grow my my personal knowledge. Like 
all of those things, like being around that group is just going to make you do it versus like you said, you get stuck back in that day to day and, and you start to forget about those things and you just put out fires versus like looking at that growth potential. Of course, of course. Um, what kind of, so, so eventually you, you just kind of looked at things like, I want to, I want to grow more. I want to, I want to start to do that. What, what kind of made you look for that better way? Was it, just, um, what, what was that? Money. <laughs> I want to yeah. make, I want to make, you know, money. I mean, money's a big part also for me. So I'm a little bit different. So money is a big factor, but a lot of things for me is, is, providing like an atmosphere for my clients and my students to even make money. And what I mean by that is I never thought, you know, graduating from Colgate University and everyone, all my friends went into finance and this and that, that I'd be running a freaking martial arts gym. And, uh, and I love it. You know, I love what I do. I, I, you know, I, listen, I work my ass off, but I love what I do. And now I'm at the point where, you know, I want to be able to, to scale this place to where I'm making, you know, a nice living, a, a, a really good living. Also to have like some people that work with me that I've been around that didn't have the opportunities. Like I, I've had a lot of opportunities because of sports and things like that, but I have friends that don't have those opportunities. And I'd love to be able to start growing to the point where I can give these guys opportunities to, to, to be gym owners, to do things that they might not have thought they could do in the past. And um, being able to scale up, uh, and be able to make more money. That's something that is that that's going to help me get to what that big, basically what that ultimate goal is for me. And that's just kind of you know helping other people get to where I'm at right now. Good, good. So I know when when like you kind of jumped in mid or at the beginning, kind of of like the COVID shutdowns, right? Is that yeah? I remember yeah. talking to you like during at, at one point. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was it was in that shutdown period. What um what kind of made you decide to jump in and, and kind of got you off the fence eventually? So I spoke to you probably a month or two before, and I've worked with some consulting groups before, and they just you know um there was two things that attracted me to you guys. Uh, one is I noticed that you were constantly thoroughly on social media doing stuff, so I knew you were a busy guy, and busy guys that are working means that they're working for other people. The other thing that I liked was you guys were in my industry. Like a lot of times these consulting groups are there, they have their ideas, what they're doing, but they're, they're work, they're karate guys. They do this, but you guys, you know, do stuff with jujitsu schools, you know, with uh, kickboxing schools, mixed martial arts schools, uh, something that was more in line with what I did. And then uh, during quarantine, you know, I kept looking at your stuff. I kept looking at your stuff and I just got into a situation that I'm like, I can sit here and do nothing you know, and there was a lot of consulting groups calling me or I can do something during this time and make it productive. And I liked the fact that you guys were still trying to sell during, you know, a pandemic because a lot of people were like, it was more, okay, what do we do to retain our members? What do we do to retain our members? You guys were like, okay, this is what we can do to retain our members and this is what we're going to do to make some, money, make some money and make the best out of it. Now, listen, I didn't really take advantage of that at the time because I kind of joined up midway through. Like if I probably like right now, if we get shut down, I'm ready to go, you know? Yeah. But at the time I was like, I'm still trying to figure out your systems. So it didn't work out, but it, but I didn't, but I liked what I saw and I wasn't like put back. I could have used it like, Oh, it didn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, oh, I didn't think it was going to work, but it was good to see that there was some sort of structure uh, and what you guys did. And then, you know, the, you know, your, your uh, Academy Kings website, the, the members portal. I mean, what we, it, it, there's just so much stuff 
so many things that you guys offered that help. I mean, I'm still not, I'm just scratching the surface of it, but it's just nice to be able to like jump on the, on the website and look at the, go into the portal, Academy King Portal, and, 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 and if I have a question, I can look at the videos or, you know, a lot of things you guys are super accessible, which is nice. And, um, you know, I can just ask questions and, and, and also in that weekly meeting, we get to ask questions, which can get a lot of things answered. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like you said that you, you know, you're kind of scratching the surface, but I mean, like last month you had a really good month. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 50, 50 some new members. Um, so, um, so what, you know, so you obviously started started pushing after after you got back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, some of the things you guys in, implemented your I you know the AI software would you help because uh, I was a little short staffed. So when we originally uh, ran some of the stuff, me doing everything was was hard. It was tough, you know. And then uh, once we implemented some of your software that you guys had available, it gave me the ability to kind of now just worry about sales, not be in the phones and not try to train someone to be in the phones. And then I just kind of bought into the process. In the beginning, you know, it was, it was it was learning and it was learning and I had to get used to certain things and I was calling John, Jonathan, your, uh, you know, one of the guys in there just like, you know, oh, this is this working, is this working? And then finally, I'm just like, listen, let it run. And I had a great month. You know, we did. We signed up 54 new students in a pandemic. Like, that's crazy. I mean, like that 54 new students in a, you know, and two years ago would have been great. But this is literally in a pandemic. I signed up 54 new people. I put about, it was like about $15,000 more in income uh, last month on top of what you know, already did. And and it was just a matter of just, you know, this what letting the leads come in and and listen to what you guys said, selling them, um, using your sales process, my pitch, and believing in my product. Because I, I, you know, the, the great thing about a lot of stuff that you guys do is it's like, I'm not selling them like snake oil. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is this is a, a good product and you should be happy to be here. You know, you're going to, you're going to, and, and a nice thing too, the members are paying members. They're paying me upfront. So those people are going to convert. So now I'm going into a lot of those guys are starting to run through their six-week membership. And my conversion rate is super high, super high. I mean, the people that are coming, there are, yeah, there were some people that fell off, but guess what? I still got my my money from them, so I'm okay yeah. with it. But uh, most of the, all the other guys, the conversion rate is, I, I would say, over 90% right now. They're all they're all converting over because they, they love being part of the environment. Good, good, man. And then, so like before pricing-wise and, and things like that, what were you kind of doing before as far as like your bringing people in were you bringing them in kind of free trial or what what was yeah, the yeah. so most of it was uh the one week free trial uh you know my website was set up so they click on the link you know auto schedule them uh or they'd call in and then i'd schedule them pretty you know pretty simple um i would run facebook ads here and there but i probably wasn't running the right way uh and then and you know i would run one or two ads but it was nice to see you know i'm you know the stuff that to see the change, to see the stuff. And I learned a lot when I was going through the Academy Kings portal. And now, you know, the, the ads are hitting, you know, their dad, dad costs are down. I'm getting a lot of leads in. They, some of them aren't, you know, it, it is what it is. They, they get a lot of leads and the number, it's a numbers game. I just keep getting those guys in, keep getting those guys in, sell some, don't sell some, but it all ends up at the end being worth it. And we ended, I ended up making, even this month, I didn't have to, this month we had some issues with, with uh, 
with my setup, but it wasn't obviously your issue it was more Facebook issue because of the election stuff. But, you know, I'm starting to catch back up now. And also, I think right now people are a little nervous because the holidays yeah. and I don't think people want. So my, I'm still selling people on the other end. I'm not getting uh, a lot of like, so I'm always selling the Academy King leads, right? But last year, last month, I was getting a lot of like people that saw the ad who just popped in anyway, you know what I mean? Not off the cat. They were like, oh, I saw yep. your ad, let me schedule. I didn't get as many of those guys, but I also think that people right now are like, Thanksgiving's coming, uh, let's chill out for a little while because I don't want to get sick during the holidays, which I get, which is cool. Yeah, but and we've got, uh, I know like you're right in Jersey, which is just, you know, a couple hours away from us in Maryland. Numbers are spiking and all that kind of stuff is going yeah. on. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have the the you know people that are nervous about that you know rightfully so and on, uh, and, on the, and on the same note you know I was like oh maybe I should shut my ads down then I'm like no I'm not shutting them down because what I did realize is you know I'm gonna suck it up and just keep paying for them because I, I <laughs> it's funny I go in the, in my neighborhood now and the guys and people will be like hey you the guy from uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got from Facebook yeah oh, you the guy from this so I'm just like you know what keep them running it's gonna cost me some money. Uh, maybe the return isn't going to be that high, and I still think it'll be fine. It'll still pay. It'll still more than pay for itself. Oh I'll sure, still make, I'll still make money. Not maybe as much as I was, but I'm going to keep running them and keep running them because I know I just keep hitting those people. They'll eventually come in. Yeah, and like you said, it's like you, it just makes you the expert of the area. Like everyone knows you as the martial arts guy. Exactly. Down and I get that all the time at the yeah. gas station, at the at the liquor store, like wherever. Like people are like, "Hey, aren't you that guy from those weird videos?" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I had guys like at the gas station, like, you, you, you're, "I seen you on TV." I'm like, "No, that was Facebook." <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. So we'll kind of wrap it up a little bit. You know, we'll kind of knock down a couple more questions. It's kind of rapid fire, but um, I don't want to hold you too much because I know you're. I'm, I'm holding you from making money. But, uh, so, so do you run the academy by yourself, or do you have other people that kind of help you out? So uh, it was. So I just rehired. So I lost a lot of people during COVID, obviously, because unemployment was like more money than I was paying people. <laughs> so I lost my whole staff. So I live, but it was, it was probably a blessing. You know, I had, I downsized and I was like, let me just, my students knew they were, I'm lucky because I have like 13 black belts. So they kind of like helped me at nighttime. And I, but it was a lot of times I would be teaching and have to jump off the mat to help people. Uh, and then luckily in the last, because of last month and months before we started hitting, I was able to start adding new staff members. I'm still, you know, I'm, after this pandemic's over, I'm going to probably, I need a full-time, full-time person. It's just right now, I'm just like, let me, I don't want to hire a full-time person and have to fire them, you know? So, but uh, right now I have a couple part-time people working for me, but I know for me to jump to the next level, I'm going to need a full-time person. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, you know, now that we're kind of running the ads for you and running that lead nurture and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure that takes a lot of it off the plate. Uh, and then, you, and then you just got to kind of focus on selling them when they walk in the door. Exactly. Exactly. Using, using Allen software, software to use is unbelievable. I mean, it just, it's I'm, basically, I'm just waiting for them to come in. They come in, I sell them and it makes life so much easier, so much easier. Yeah, that's great. And then, you know, if you have those black belts, it, it gives you the opportunity to, like give them some opportunities to teach and, and yeah. get them some experience. Like you said, yeah. kind of helping those guys out and, and showing them like, Hey, this is an opportunity for you down the road. Maybe if you want to do something. Exactly. Like, you know, the good, the, you know, the, my, my issues now is 
is space and that's a good issue so <laughs> i've been and it's more you know a lot of people have been doing the kickboxing classes but now my kickboxing classes are getting flooded but i'm also the space issue also has to do with covid too because sure. you know i can't when you look in there and it's jam-packed it's not it's not good but uh but it's nice it's a nice issue to have and it's nice because i can see this model working anywhere else i go you know if i need yeah. to go somewhere next year i would just replug it back in and let's get a crank in somewhere else so good good so um kind of thinking back to the beginning um your process was seven day trial get them in and then basically sell them into a membership. Do you, have you raised your prices or have you changed any of yeah. that pricing model? Yeah, 100%. So uh, I've raised them recently. Uh, I went to a weekly plan as advised by you because it, it definitely helps, especially in the beginning. It did help with my revenue coming in and making sure because, you know, all of us have issues with, ca with cash flow. And yep. uh, it was nice to be able to have everything coming every week instead of on a 15 and, you know, on a 20. Yeah. So that was nice. And then by doing that, it allowed me to start and then what and then coming off the challenges it allowed me to increase my pricing and then uh one of the things that i wasn't doing is i wasn't doing three day a week in unlimited so that also allowed me to jump you know what i mean like, yeah. like okay three days a week is what my old pricing was and now unlimited is going to be you know the next price up so yeah that's great which, which was a it was a good way for me to step it up yep and you can you can use that uh sometimes i'll have people use that Kind of three day a week model as like hey the only way to join is three days a week and then um the only way to do unlimited is if you do a pay in full membership or vip yeah, yeah i'm trying to back off my like that fulls. i'm trying to back off because i was selling so many paid in fulls and i'm like oh, man i gotta now what i'm doing is i'm giving myself a number of paid in fulls yep. and then cutting it off because i do like this i want i just like to see i mean i guess being good at selling paid in fulls are good you know but the yeah. problem is i like seeing that monthly number every month so, no, yeah. The good, thing, the good thing is with the challenge people, you know, I told my staff, I'm like, do not sell any of the challenge member paid in full. Rotate them right into a monthly, you know what I mean? Or a weekly, I'm sorry, a weekly membership. Uh, and I'm like, if you take paid in fulls, we'll take it from like the people if they come in off on like not, not from the challenge, good. which I haven't. I know you say this run everyone through the challenge, but I have been selling. You know, people that are, uh, you know, off the street, I'll be selling something. Yeah, sell. If it works, it works, man. Yeah, like, yeah. 54 people might as well. It's <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, what would you say to anybody like in the industry, uh, owners, managers, anything like that, that are kind of stuck right now um, with either, you know, getting new members, um, you know, COVID, like just any kind of strategy that you can kind of – you know, and it doesn't have to be academy things either. If you just have like, uh, you know, anything that you can say like, hey, like make sure you're thinking about whatever. Yeah, I think I think the big thing is, you know, don't let COVID be an excuse or not to make money uh, because the people that are making excuses are the ones that are going to be failing. Uh, you need to try to stay ahead of it. Come up with some sort of plan to what happens if, if, if we get shut down again? What happens if, how are we going to, you know, pivot and switch right away? The other big thing is help. You know, it's very hard to do everything by yourself. And uh, you think you know it all. We all have egos, but your ego will be the biggest thing that'll kick you in the ass. You know, you have yep. to realize that sometimes you need to go out and reach out and, and get some help and, and, you know, get some, you know, you, it's, it's good to be around other like-minded people, especially if they're in the same industry, because you get to pull off of each other. Uh, you, you know, you're a fool if you think you know everything. 
So my big thing is, you know, with these guys, make sure you always push it. And in terms of, and then, you know, and then the other thing is you got to put in work. At the end of the day, it's not easy. You know, you have to put in the time. You have to put in the work. You have to make sure you're there in the morning. If you're willing to work, it's it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. You're going to make money. It's just a matter of, you know, following the process. Uh, following the process is, is huge because a lot of times you're going to fight back and come up with a bunch of excuses on why things can't get done. You know, instead find excuses on why things can't get done. Good. Yeah, no, I agree 100%, especially with the COVID thing, too, because I think, you know, obviously, like, martial arts instruction and ownership is a grind a lot of times anyways. And then when you, like, see all of your hard work for, like, you know, five years, ten years, whatever it is, like, in two months, go, like, you know, cut in half. Oh, yeah, that's uh, scary. You know, it's a really easy thing to just say, like, oh, COVID killed my business and I'm going to shut down. Or, you know, we, we've seen where about 20% of academies have already shut down. Um, and they're projecting like another 30% on top of that. So it's like some of those are, you know, legitimately, um, you know, COVID shutdown related. And then some of them are guys, like you said, just kind of giving up and just saying, you know what, it's not worth it anymore. Um, and, and kind of quitting that game. Like we're, I was talking about yesterday a little bit. Yeah. Like when I, like when I joined you, I was in panic mode a little bit, you know, but at least I was in panic mode, but was willing to try to do something to do more and do get, I wasn't in panic mode and like, Oh, that's it. I'm yeah. all these years. I was in panic mode and I was like, okay, let me join these guys and see how they can help me. And right now I am not in panic mode. I'm like, if it shuts down, yeah, I'm going to have a shitty couple months, but I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Wes, uh, one of the Academy Kings guys, like he had done really well all winter. And then when we shut down, he had a bunch of money in the account and was just like, I'm just going to take a vacation for a couple months, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and and then when he, when he opened back up, started selling again. It might, it might not be bad if we get shut down for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Cole, uh, you know, I guess the last stuff that we'll kind of, uh, you know, I'd just say any kind of final thoughts you'd like to share about the Academy Kings and about the group. So this will be like shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I have no problem giving you a shameless plug because you guys made me money. Uh, I enjoy the group. I enjoy listening to some of your conversations. Here's the great thing is, uh, you know, I read a lot as well. And I know that you're always reading and it's funny because I know we read the same books. Yeah. I on your stuff, but it's good. I think that's important because uh, it's, it's, you got to make sure. I, I would, my advice to anyone is don't be stagnant. You know, don't be stagnant. Keep learning. Uh, keep moving. Keep pivoting. Um, and you know, with the Academy Kings, you guys are staying in front of all information. I love the fact that you guys are demoing stuff at your gym, which is great. You know, you don't want to work with these people that don't have a, a gym that's not working. Like, well, yeah. like I got to see what works here before I roll it out. But you know, it's been a blessing uh, for me in the last couple months. And like I said, it took me it got it took me a little while to get rolling. But you know, that's how anything is. It's going to take a little. Yeah. Bit. It wasn't that long, a couple months. But yep. you're talking about a couple months of where it's only me. All right. Yeah. Reopening. And then finally, I just kind of, you know, I, I trusted the process and just said, let it happen. And uh, and it started cranking. And I remember I remember right before I had a good month, I was like, should I be dumping as much in that money? And as you like, just let it rip. <laughs> just let it rip. And I was like, all yeah. right, let's just do it. Well, I know you were you were struggling with the closing a little bit for for a little bit. And then we we tweaked that. And then that's when you started getting that confidence. And then then you just started yeah. to go on. Yeah, now the pitch is like I, I have when when I'm doing the pitch, the people are like, "Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know." So it's it, 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 it's working. 
Well, perfect, man. I won't hold you any longer. That's about 30 minutes. So, like okay. I said, I know you're, I know you got some stuff on your plate today. Yes, um, sir. I appreciate I you jumping. I have more stuff on my plate tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say, I appreciate you jumping on right before the holiday like this. Um, so, uh, if anybody has any questions, you mind if they reach out to you? Of course. If anyone can reach me, you can hit me on Facebook. I know I had, uh, um, did, uh, who was it? One of the guys from American Top Team was reaching out to me, uh, Wade Rome. Oh. Yeah, he had called me and asked me some stuff. I don't know if you heard from the lady, but yeah. if anyone has any questions, I'd love to, you know, help anyone out. I want to see people succeed, so you know, it's no brainer. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it, and uh, we will catch up next week. All right, enjoy. Thank you. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Are right, you too, man? Thanks All right. a lot. Take care. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, just wanted to. Uh, Obviously, thank Jamal and uh, thank everybody for jumping on. Uh, if you do need any help with any of the stuff that we talked about, go ahead and just drop in the comments five um, and we can get you our five frameworks of exactly how to grow your academy. Um, you can also go to growmyacademy.com uh, and we'll drop that in the in the comments also. See other um other case studies that we have and other, uh, other talks. So hope that helps. Enjoy your holiday and, um, cool. I will talk to you later.